Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Wisdom Awakening. I'm your host, Bishop E.W. Jackson. Great to be with you again today. Now, look, I'm not going to go into the, the stupid things that President Joe Biden said yesterday in his so-called uh, approach to dealing with crime and violence. I did that last night at 8 p.m. You can go to our Facebook page, uh, E.W. Jackson SR. Well, you're probably watching on the Facebook page, so you can, you can scroll down a little bit on the Facebook page. You can go to bishopewjackson.tv. You can find it there. I live stream to that channel always now because we just never know what Facebook might do. This is one of those instances in which you just don't know what they're going to do. But one of the big things that Joe Biden talked about was dealing with um, what he calls assault weapons. And I debated whether I should do this because I know the sensitivity of people. This is what he calls an assault weapon. This is, this is an AR-15, okay? Uh, as I say, when I come on the air this way with, a, with a, uh, a firearm, as you can see, chamber's empty, nothing in the magazine, perfectly safe weapon, can't do anything to anybody because there are no rounds in it, okay? I don't have any rounds anywhere near me. Uh, I'm very, very big on safety because these we know are potentially dangerous instruments in the wrong hands and carelessness and stupidity with them can be just as bad as, as bad intentions, frankly, uh, sometimes worse because then innocent people who are, have nothing to do with anything could get hurt in the process. Now, but, but this has been dubbed an assault weapon and it's been dubbed an assault, it's just a rifle, folks but it's been dubbed an assault weapon because it has a certain military style to it, okay? But it's just a rifle. It's just a rifle. It's not an automatic weapon. It's a semi-automatic weapon. It chambers each round after you fire one shot. It does have a magazine that holds 30 rounds, but that's great for target practice and that sort of thing. Now, people are different. Every person has a little bit of a different take on this. Some people use these um, for self-defense. Some people believe that they're a good self-defense weapon. Uh, I don't use mine for self-defense because, to me, it's, it's awkward to try to get hold of it and grab it. And, and of course, you're using 223s or 556s. Five, they'll shoot through stuff, and you don't want to, it, it, God forbid, in a dangerous situation where you're trying to take, take an assailant down, you don't want to shoot through them and end up hitting someone else who's innocent. Um, but I know people who think differently about these, and that's fine. The point is, notice, once again, this weapon's never hurt anybody. It's never, it's never done any harm to anyone because it's in the hands of a law-abiding citizen who is only going to use it lawfully. But to listen to these people talk, it is the weapon itself that produces the crime and produces the, the, the violence and produces the murder and produces the evil. It is not. It is not. This is a neutral instrument and, 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 and frankly, in my view, in a very real sense, no different than a car, no different than a, a hammer, no different than an axe. I mean, you name it. In the hands of the wrong person, it becomes a lethal instrument. In the hands of the right person, it becomes a very positive and productive instrument that can be used for a variety of things. 
Now, I don't think most people hunt with these, but some do. I've talked to some people who do like to hunt with an AR-15, but, you know, the, the rounds, uh, 223s, for example, that they shoot are not that big. If you're taking down something big, sometimes, you know, that, that, that's just not going to do it for you. But, but, but my point is, every time these leftists talk, they talk as if they want to come and take our guns away. And, and the, they just, they, they are incapable of grasping the idea that the problem is not the weapon. The problem is the fool who's got the weapon in his hands. And with 300 million weapons in the United States of America and probably more coming in all the time because more being manufactured, people are buying more with the spike in crime. You better believe people are going to be buying more weapons. I am. Uh, folks, it's just, you know, I, I want more stopping power in a bad situation. I'm looking at, okay, what, 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 what else do I need? I'm, I'm looking at larger rounds, uh, depending upon the situation I might find myself in. Uh, this stuff of limiting magazines. You know, criminals are not going to limit their magazines. They're coming with Uzis. They're coming with modified um, AK-47 pistols. You don't know what they're going to have. Why should the law-abiding citizen be restricted to having anything less than a criminal might have? I realize there are some, some things that are so potentially dangerous and destructive that probably shouldn't be in the hands of civilians. I mean, I, I, don't, want a, a, um, I don't want a bomb, okay? And I don't think anybody needs a bomb. But in terms of, of the right to keep and bear arms, I don't think a bomb qualifies as arms anyway. You know, he's talking about if you're going to go, go against the government, this is what Biden said, you're going to go against the government, you need a nuclear weapon. I don't want a nuclear weapon. Uh, you know, sometimes the, 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 the utter stupidity of these people is, is staggering. It, it really is. It's staggering. Well, I said I wasn't going to go into it, but I was moved to show you that because I wanted you, I wanted to, 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 to depict, to symbolize the difference between a firearm in the hands of a law-abiding citizen that has never hurt or harmed anyone and a firearm in the hands of a criminal who will use anything he can get his hands on, whether it's a knife or it's a, it's a, it's a vehicle or it's a gun or it's a, an axe or it's a hammer or it's a two-by-four or a baseball bat. Anything becomes a weapon in the hands of a person with evil intentions. And don't say, well, yeah, but with guns, they can do more damage. I mean, I, I, I think it was uh, some, some guy used a truck and killed multiple people. I forget how many it was, but killed a bunch of people with a truck. I mean, folks, we've got to deal with the problem of the human heart. That's what the word of God is for, because the Bible says, and I believe it's Jeremiah 17, 3, I think, it says, the heart of man is deceitfully wicked above everything. Who can know it? That's the problem. And, 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 and the answer is something the left doesn't want. The answer is God. The answer is God, but they, but they don't want that. 
because God is the one who changes the human heart, takes out that heart of stone and gives us a heart of flesh, takes out that heart of hatred and bitterness and anger and, and destruction and gives us a heart of love and caring and kindness and compassion and, and edification, a desire to build up instead of tear down. You had that kind of heart, all the guns in the world are not going to hurt anybody because people aren't going to use them to hurt anybody. But you, you get rid of every gun in the world in England right now, for example, they have a major problem with break-ins in the middle of the day because the, the criminals who have guns know that the people in their homes don't. So they don't have to wait until somebody's gone. They don't have to wait until the nighttime when people are asleep. They can go right, they can just bow right in. Uh, I would refer you to my, my speech last night in response to what President Biden said because I go through more detail than I really want to do here um, because I don't want to repeat myself. But, I, but I, I did feel moved to show you my AR and so that you could, you could get a sense of these folks are characterizing weapons as if the weapons themselves are the source of evil. That's an assault weapon. It's just a rifle. It's all dressed up with a sort of a military look to it, but it's just a rifle. And you can do the same damage with any rifle. Okay, so it's just, it's just a lot of silliness. That's all. It's just a lot of silliness. That, doesn't, that, that AR I just showed you doesn't have any more power or ability to do any more damage than any other ordinary rifle. But somehow they call that an assault weapon. But it's just a way <coughs> of, of justifying disarming the American people, which is what all totalitarianists and tyrants want to do. They want to disarm the population. And in fact, in my speech last night, I quoted from Jefferson saying that very thing. I also quoted from Blackstone's Law. I believe it was Blackstone's Law, 1803, that said, basically, what you do is you make the law-abiding citizen more vulnerable, and you make the criminal more bold when you take away people's right to bear arms. That's 1803, folks. That's, what, 220 years ago. The, the issue was not different. And all of his references to the Tree of Liberty and all that, I mean, if you're going to talk about it, get it right. But here again, I, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to go back into that. I did it last night, so I don't want to take up our time today to do it again. But you can, you can listen to that on your at your at, at your leisure. Uh, I do want to say one other thing, and then I want to get into the word. I really want to commend Governor DeSantis down in Florida, because he has done something down there that may be one of the most important things that any governor, any mayor, any school board can do. He is mandating the education of our children on the evils of communism and other totalitarian ideologies. See, because I'm convinced this romance that our young people and others are having with Marxism and socialism is because they have not been taught the evils of these ideologies. They don't know what they mean. They don't understand the, 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 the utter destruction, the death, the starvation, the, 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 the torture that these ideologies have produced. They don't, they don't know. They don't understand. They need to be taught these things. They need to compare Marxism, communism, socialism 
with Americanism, okay? This totalitarian, utopian deception with personal, individual liberty, with all of its imperfections, so that they can see, yes, with all the imperfections of our free system, it is nevertheless worlds ahead of any totalitarian utopian system that anybody's ever come up with. I've attributed this to Winston Churchill. I don't know whether it was actually Winston Churchill. I've never verified it, but I've been, I, I believe it was Winston Churchill who said, you know, capitalism is the worst system in the world, except for all the others. And, you know, that's kind of tongue in cheek, but you get the point. Right. We're, th- look, capitalism is not heaven and America is not heaven. But, but we're not comparing America to heaven. We're comparing America to the rest of the world and the various ideologies that govern the rest of the world. And when you compare them, there is absolutely, you can't bridge the gap. Communist China is committing genocide against the Uyghurs. They're arresting and torturing Christians. They are, they are in complete control of everything and everybody, including the so-called wealthy business class now that's erupted, that's kind of erupted in China as a result of the additional freedoms that they give. You cross the Communist Party and see how far you get. Your business will be taken away. Your home will be taken away. Your money will be taken away. And you could be taken away. It is an evil, vicious system. And and people want to somehow, you've got these idiots in the NBA, like LeBron James, who doesn't have the sense God gave a gnat. He should stick to dunking basketballs because that's all he knows who wants to criticize America and defend communist China. It it just doesn't get more stupid than that. That's because here again, he's another one, like most of our young people today. They have no context for world history, world politics, and the various ideologies that govern the world. LeBron James getting paid by communist China and just like a good boy, he's taking that money and running. Now, he doesn't care how many Christians they kill, how many Uyghurs they kill, how many people they imprison and torture. He doesn't care what they do to undermine our country. And they're doing it, by the way. I'm convinced of this, folks. If during the era of the Soviet Union, communists had insinuated themselves into our government in a deeply in, uh, and, 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 and dangerous and destructive way, I mean, at the highest levels of our government, if they've done that under the Soviet Union, if they did that under the Soviet Union, I should say, you better believe that communist China is in every aspect of American culture right now. They've got operatives everywhere. And I'm not saying that to try to stoke paranoia. I'm saying that for us to help us be realistic about where we are as a nation. You know, even our CIA now seemingly seemingly more caught up in wokeness than in American national security. 
but even our CNA doesn't sit around it at, at their at their best in protecting our national security. Doesn't sit around trying to figure out how to bring other nations down. Now we've done some of that. I know that we've done some of that where we felt that those nations were a threat to us or a threat to the world. We've done some of that. But those things have been anomalies. They have not been the usual pattern. I mean, we've done our share of espionage, too, because we have to. I mean, this is the world we live in. We better be doing espionage. But communist China, the, 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 the Communist Party of China sits around trying to figure out how to dominate and control and ultimately enslave the entire world to them and their communist system. I don't care what you say about America, there's a difference. There is a big difference. We in our country are not, are not interested in enslaving the world or dominating the world. We want to be leaders of the world, certainly. We think our influence is better than the influence of communist China, certainly better than the influence of of all these totalitarian and bloodthirsty, dictatorial and tyrannical regimes. Our influence is better than Europe's because Europe, as far as I'm concerned, has lost their way. They're confused in Europe. They don't know who they are. They really don't. They don't know who they are. And we Americans are heading in that way if we don't get a hold of this because the left is trying to, trying to confuse us and, and destroy the American identity so we don't know who we are either. But ideological education, teaching our children about Marxism, about communism, about socialism, about why the free market system, though imperfect, is the best way of distributing goods and services, the fairest way, the freest way, the way that gives the most people an opportunity to take advantage of a free market economy, as opposed to a planned economy where politics is the way in, and if you don't please your betters, if you don't please the people in the Politburo, the people in the party, you get nothing right down to where you live, the amount of food you get, the kind of car you drive, the kind of clothes you wear. Everything is determined by your relationship to the party and the kind of conversations you have. You know, China's monitoring their citizens right now, right down to their conversations. And you can either get merit or demerit. If you get demerit, it means you're going to be deprived certain things and you're going to have privileges limited because you are not a good communist. But if you are saying the right things, doing the right things, associating with the right people, espousing the right viewpoint, ah, the world opens up to you. And that's exactly what these leftists are trying to create in our country. And, and frankly, folks, and I don't mean this to, to just be insulting I mean this to, to, I don't mean it to be insulting at all, frankly. I really mean this to be a factual statement. The folks in Hollywood, the folks in the corporate world, um, the folks in the media are really too stupid to know anything I've just told you. They just don't, they're dumb. They're just dumb. They just don't get it. I mean, this is why they talk about Donald Trump as if he were the second coming of Adolf Hitler, because their, their context of hi human history is so superficial and so, so perverse that they, they simply don't understand the difference 
between totalitarian leadership and tyranny, and they don't understand that they are the ones who ad are advancing tyranny by the very approaches that they're taking to the issues of the day. Limiting our First Amendment liberties, limiting our Second, our, our second Amendment liberties, limiting our religious freedom. Th th these, are the, these are the acts of a totalitarianist. These are the acts of a tyrant. These are not the acts of a person who believes in freedom, who believes in liberty, who believes in our Constitution, and that these are the things that the left is doing, and then they're pointing the finger at somebody like Donald Trump, who is trying to protect Christians' religious liberty, trying to protect our freedom of speech, trying to protect our Second Amendment rights, trying to protect our, our, our ability to, to fulfill the God-given gifts, talents, abilities, freedoms, rights that we have, that we possess, that are inherent in us as human beings, and they call him some kind of tyrant, and they think they're, what are, what are they? They don't realize. But, but I, I'm, look, yes, it is partly evil. It's just partly that their hearts are messed up, because I really believe this, that when the heart doesn't get it, the head can't. When the heart doesn't get it, the head can't. When the heart is perverse, the head can't think straight. And when the heart begins to open up to the truth, truth of God's existence, God's sovereignty, God's love, God's plan of redemption. When the heart begins to open up to the fact that there is absolute truth that is inviolable, that cannot be changed, the head begins to open up as well. So these folks are stupid in part because they have rejected God and rejected his word and rejected truth. So they're just stupid, but they're also stupid in part because they have been taught a skewed view of history, and therefore they don't understand the nature of human history. So like I've talked about slavery, for example. They don't, they don't understand that slavery was the norm throughout most of human history, not the anomaly, not the abnormal. It was the normal. because human beings knew uh, no other way of governing themselves but by the gun or by the, uh, the military or by the army. In other words, by force. That's how human beings govern themselves, by force. In any nation, tribe, occupants of any piece of land who could not defend themselves <clears throat> against a stronger enemy were overtaken, overthrown, subjugated, enslaved, and governed by someone else. That was the way of the world. But see, we know that that wasn't the way of the world because it was right. It's the way of the world because of the fallen nature of mankind. Because human beings are born in sin and, and shaped in iniquity. And they perverted the, the commandment of God to dominate the earth, have dominion over the earth, and they turned that into have dominion over people. And along comes the United States of America and, and turns that, that upside-down situation right side up and says all people are created equal and endowed by our Creator with inalienable rights. Among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. See, if, they, if, if these leftists had any common sense at all, if they had any understanding of history at all, they would hear those words and go, wow, wow. What a revolutionary thing to say in the midst of 
in the context of history leading up to that point. What a revolutionary thing to say. And what a revolutionary thing to say that people have a right to govern themselves and throw off governments that are tyrannical. Wow. You weren't hearing that in Europe. You weren't hearing that in Africa. You weren't hearing that in Asia because tyrants were governing everybody. So again, I, I, I said I want to commend Governor DeSantis because our people need ideological education. They need historical context, not that piece of trash of people's history of the United States by Howard Zinn, Howard the communist demonic Zinn, which ought not find its way into any public school. No child needs to hear about any stupid Howard Zinn polemic against the United States of America. Other than to say, yeah, there's an idiot over here who hates our country, but he loves communism and he loves totalitarianism and we don't live that way. Put him in context. He's trying to put the United States of America in a false context and pretend the whole world's great and America's bad. It's what, what, a, what an idiot. And the fact that we would teach that garbage to our children. I think I may have shared this with you all, and then I'm going to get to the word. I had a young man who was a member of my church for about three years. He was in the Navy, uh, stationed at uh, Norfolk Naval Base, joined my church. And before he left, he thanked me. He said, because before, when I came to this church, he said, I hated my country. He said, and I, I wondered why in the world am I in the Navy? And I was thinking about what can I do to help bring America down? That's the way he was thinking. He said, because I'd read Howard Zinn's A People's History of the United States. He said, when I finished reading that book, I hated this country and thought this country was the worst place in the world. That's what, we're, that's what our children all across the country are being taught from. Even if the book is not in the curriculum, his little uh, vignettes and his little uh, thoughts and ideas are being shared in a whole variety of ways. Remember, some of the teachers who came out in favor of critical race theory called themselves the Zen Project. You see, our children would be taught that stuff and wouldn't be given <clears throat> any context for it. <clears throat> Excuse me, folks. <clears throat> wouldn't be given any context for it. They'd be, they'd be taught that stuff as if, oh, yeah, this is gospel. This is the truth. This is, oh, yeah. Howard Zinn, he's the man. He knows. Well, no, Howard Zinn was a lying, demonic, communist who didn't deserve to have anybody read the garbage he was spewing forth. Now, I know that's strong, but frankly, folks, in my view, we've got to be strong against this stuff because it's poison. It's poison. But here again, God bless Governor DeSantis. I'm not endorsing him for president, by the way. There's, you know, so don't, there's no, no kind of hidden agenda here. I'm just happy that he's doing something that I think every governor, every mayor, every school board needs to include in the educational curriculum of our children, ideological education about the evil of Marxism, communism, and socialism. If we were doing that, 
we wouldn't be at a point where half the millennials in our country think that socialism would be a good thing. Let's get back to the word, finally, okay? Finally. We're in now Ephesians chapter 4. We finished up Ephesians chapter 3 last time. Now let's get to Ephesians chapter 4. Paul says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Now, I know that I often have a warrior posture toward the things that are happening in our country. And I don't apologize for it. I think it's appropriate. What this is getting at is within the body of Christ, we ought to walk with all lowliness and gentleness and long suffering, bearing with one another in love. See, part of the problem in our country today is that the body of Christ doesn't relate to each other this way. You know, I've said, you know, you've got, and the left is, they, they have mastered this, but you've got all the, not all, of course, but many of the black Christians over here in the Democrat Party, a party of sexual perversion, a party of Marxism, a party of socialism, a party of anti-American uh, uh, polemic, a party of racial demagoguery and division, um, a party of, of, of anti-God and anti-Christianity. You got most of the black Christians and a lot of the Hispanic, not all, not as many Hispanics, thank God, and they're making a play, of course, for Asians and Indians and Native Americans, all the quote-unquote people of color, which, again, is such stupid, such nonsense. Everybody has color, folks. Um, so you got all those folks crowded over there. Uh, by the way, Christians, along with the homosexuals, along with the transgenders, along with the pornographers. Who, what part do you think the pornographers belong to? The pornographers are Democrats because they know that the Democrats have no moral standards. They don't care. Anything goes. And the only reason why they've jumped on the Me Too movement is because women spoke out and now all this sexual promiscuity that they've been promoting for the last 50 years, all of a sudden now it's coming back to bite them. And now they say, oh, no, no, we, we got to oh, 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 treat women right. And, you know, think about the contradiction. Got to treat women right, but there's no such thing as a woman. That's a social construct. I mean, see, the, the whole thing crashes in on itself because it's irrational. It doesn't make any sense, except it's about power and about promoting evil. But you got, you got Christians over in this camp <coughs> and justifying themselves, you know. You got Christian. oh, yeah, and abortion. Christians over in the camp uh, promoting the killing of unborn babies. Promoting it, even though God says, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. And I knew you when you were curiously brought in the lower parts of the earth. God says, I knew you when you were formed in your mother's womb. But, but you got people claiming to be Christians. Oh, yeah, yeah, but God, thank you very much for your little ideas. But, you know, these are, we got to kill these babies. So just... God, you just be quiet and get out of our way, okay? I mean, don't, don't intrude here. Yeah, I know it's rank, folks, but it's, but that, but it's what it is. 
people claiming to be Christian. Some of them are and probably misguided, but a lot of them are just pretenders anyway. And then you got over here evangelical Christians who, for the most part, are either independents or they're in the Republican Party. But even, even there, you've got people like Ronna, McDa Ronna McDaniel talking about we, we're celebrating, she's celebrating Gay Pride Month. And you got a lot of Republicans who wouldn't say anything about that. I have. Because I, I don't care that she's chairman of the Republican Party. I'm, I'm not intimidated. I'm not interested in being unified with people who are going against what the platform says and going against what I know God says. So, period. Just put it out there. Just make a copy of it and send it to them. If you stay on that, you just need to resign. Get out. Get out. We don't need the Republican Party to become Democrat light or Democrat like. Those of us who want to be politically active and try to help save our country need a party that represents our Judeo-Christian values and principles. And if the Republican Party stops doing that, guess what? I'm gone. I'm not like these sycophants over in the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party would, I mean, listen, we're going to kill 400,000 of your babies this year. And you got these black sycophants over here. Wonderful. Do it. Black lives matter, except those babies don't. We're with you. Now, you want to talk about a bunch of step and fetchets and a bunch of Uncle Toms, a bunch of sellouts? That's, that's where they are. That's where they are. But I'm not wedded to, 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 to a party that's going to violate my deeply held principles. So I'll, let me just say for the record right now, because this is what I'm committed to the body of Christ being unified. I, I, my unity is with the body of Christ. And if the Republican Party goes off the rails and decides it's going to support all this sexual perversion, just like the Democrat Party, then you know what? We'll start a new party. I mean, what, whatever it takes. But I'm not, I'm not buying it. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not rolling over. I'm not going to do for the Republican Party exactly what I'm saying that these black Democrats do for the, black, for the Democrat Party, which is basically bend over and just do whatever, bow down and do whatever they're told to do and, and violate their should, what, what should be their deeply held Christian principles and just go along. I'm not doing that for the Republican Party. So just get it straight. I support good candidates and I know a number of them and God bless them and I'll continue to do that. But I'll tell you what, you, you, the, the Republican Party better get straight on where we stand. And I'm not interested in persecuting homosexuals. I'm not interested in hurting them. I'm not interested in harming them. I don't care that they're members of the Republican Party either, by the way. I don't, I don't mind that. But I'm not celebrating it. I'm not celebrating homosexuality. I'm not celebrating Gay Pride Month. Period. Somebody's got something to offer, God bless them. They can offer it. But I'm not, I'm not making that an issue of their sexuality. And they, if they do that, forget it. I'm gone. I'm, I, I don't have anything to do with that. As far as people's private sexuality between them and God, that's their business. I mean, I don't, I don't, 
I don't want to know if a repairman coming over to do some work in my studio is uh, or a technician. I, I, I don't ask. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are you a homosexual? If they come and do their job, they get paid to do their job and that's all I care about. But if they want to start talking about their sexual orientation, well, I want you to know that I'm a da da da. I'd say, well, that's okay. Thanks. You stay where you are. I'll find somebody else. Don't want to hear it. And that's where we are in our culture. The body of Christ has got to unite around principles of the Word of God, not allow ourselves to be divided by political party. And any Christian who doesn't get that, you better check your credentials. Because I don't read anywhere in the Bible that God says, thou shalt be a Democrat, particularly if you're black. Thou shalt be a Republican, particularly if you're white. I, if you find that verse, let me know. I've never read it. This says, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love. See, we ought, to, we ought to be bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. How can you do that except by unifying around the Word of God? There's no other way to do it. Said so there's only one, there's one body and one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling. Oh, no, God, I thought you called some of us to be Democrats and some of us to be Republicans. That's not what this says. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. Now, don't get me wrong, folks. I am a Republican. And because of the Republican platform, I can be proud of that. I can be proud of that platform. But when I hear Republicans like the chairman of the party going off with this celebrating Gay Pride Month, I'm thinking, what? what? Has she ever read the platform? What's wrong with her? And, and by the way, I don't care who supports her. That's my stand, period. I don't care who supports her. You get my meaning? Because it's wrong. It's against the platform, but more importantly, it's against the word of God. Shouldn't be encouraging that perversion. Seventh verse. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Now, most of us believe this is a reference to Colossians chapter 2, where the Bible talks of him spoiling principalities and powers, uh, it, going down into hell and defeating them. And when he rose up, he led captivity captive. In other words, those who were caught in paradise in the upper compartment of hell who had not yet gone to heaven said, well, Bishop, wait a minute. How do you know they didn't go to heaven? Because Jesus said, no man has gone up to heaven, but he who came down from heaven. So Jesus made clear, nobody had gone to heaven up to that point. A lot of Christians don't know that, but that's what Jesus said. No one has gone up to heaven except he that came down from heaven. And that's him. But then he ascended on high and led captivity captive. Okay, so now God... <clears throat> 
has a man on the throne who is both God and man who dispenses gifts to his people. He led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. He is through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the Holy Spirit. He, Jesus, is the gift dispenser. Say, well, I thought the Holy Spirit gives to gives according as he wills. Yeah, but 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 God is one. Holy Spirit's not doing anything but in accordance with what Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and the Father God want to be done. It says, now this he ascended, what does it mean? But he also first descended. See, so this is getting back to that, right? He he descended first and got all those old covenant saints who had died in faith in the coming of the Messiah, got all of them out of that compartment that they, was, they were in waiting. They were waiting there. That, that, that compartment was divorced from the suffering part of hell because in the parable of Abraham and Dives, Jesus says that Abraham looks over at Dives and Dives says, you know, send somebody to, to put some water on my tongue. And Abraham says, there's, a, there's an unsearchable gulf. And you can't come to me and I can't come to you. But he's looking into the compartment of hell, see? Wow. <laughs> but all that's over now. There are no saints looking over into, into the the, the, the compartment of hell that contains the suffering masses who rejected Christ Jesus, that's, that's over. Because now you die now, you go immediately into heaven, into the presence of Almighty God. There's no more separation. The, the, the dividing wall between us and the Holy of Holies has been destroyed. And we can now enter boldly into the throne of grace and obtain mercy and grace to help in the time of need. When you and I leave this earth, we are going directly to heaven. It says, so now this, he ascended. What does it mean but that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth? He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. And he gave some to be apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. And when I come back tomorrow, we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. I'm going to put my own role in, in context with this. Uh, but, but, but your role, wherever you are, whether you're in ministry, um, you fulfill one of the five-fold ministries, or you are a member of the body of Christ, um, either way, you, you are in this text. You just if, if you are a member of the body of Christ with some role other than the five-fold ministry, you are in this text. If you are in the five-fold ministry, you are in this text. And we're going to talk about how and why and what our roles are, what we should be doing. Because here again, I'm convinced 
that if the body of Christ was functioning at peak efficiency, we wouldn't have the problems we're having in our country right now. We wouldn't. We would not. Because the body of Christ is the fullness of him who fills all in all. There's nothing that can defeat us. But of course, we've got to first know who we are, know our true identity as truth tellers, as Christians, as disciples of Jesus Christ, and then we can go forth and be more than conquerors, knowing how much he loves us. All right, that's going to do it for today. God bless each and every one of you. Hope you've got something out of this. I'll be back today at 1 o'clock, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on American Family Radio. You can download the app, AFR.net, or the website, or you can download the app for your phone, and you can live stream every one of the programs that comes on, not just mine, but any that you want to listen to. And I would recommend it because you'll certainly get a far different take on the news than you're going to get watching these mainstream media outlets uh, and because we're going to give you a Christian and biblical worldview. And I'm convinced that that's what the body of Christ needs. Indeed, that's what the world needs. So God bless each and every one of you. And don't forget, June 30th at the Family Foundation, we're going to have uh, our press conference announcing our Awakening Hearts and Minds project. The public is invited, but the seating is limited. Um, email media at ewjackson.com media at ewjackson.com if you want to come because it's going to be a first come first serve basis and once we're out of seats then we're not going to be able to admit anybody else to come in so if you want to come feel free that's going to be next wednesday 10 a.m by the way 10 a.m at the family foundation offices uh, to announce our awakening hearts and minds project we're going to have people from all over the country there speaking at that press conference and we're going to open it up for questions and comments as well. Uh, and then we're going to go pray uh, at a site where one of these children were murdered in cold blood, caught in the crossfire of some thugs who couldn't care less about human life. But we'll deal with all that next week. I just want to let you know that that's, that's something that we're doing. That's a, that's a, it's going to be a very, very big announcement. Um, very important announcement. We're establishing a GoFundMe page uh, to deal with these issues and to help support financially uh, some of the needs that arise from this situation. Uh, we're going to do something about the violence other than just talk about we got to get we got to get the guns we got to get the guns off the streets we got to ban assault weapons we got to ban magazines. I mean, we're, we're going to talk about real substantive issues that can help make a difference short-term and long-term. In the meantime, God bless you. Stay in the fight because we cannot be defeated if we will not quit because we are on God's side.